Welcome to Lanyap, a program about events, issues, and people. I'm Corey Crow. I'm joined today by Doyle Jeter of the Northeast Louisiana Music Trail and also a special guest, Miss Brenda Roy with us, the niece of Ivory Joe Hunter. Welcome. Thank you both for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you. Glad to be back. Well, it's great to have you. Let me start with you, Doyle. The Northeast Louisiana Music Trail is uh, something uh, you thought about for many years when you were at Enox as a venue owner and having all these great musicians roll through. And uh, this area has some of the best musicians in the world, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've been here. This is our 15th marker to unveil in a little over two years. And uh, just the musicians we've unveiled markers for so far, uh, enough to tell you that. <laughs> Do you ever think you would have uh, 15 markers that quickly? No, I did not. Uh, we planned on doing maybe eight or 10 markers, and it's just taken off. People want these. Communities want them. Uh, it's been very humbling, the um, reaction we've gotten from communities. We will have 20 by the end of this year easily, and we've probably got 10 more in the works that are in motion. Um, that's just the beginning. So. Now, now you're honoring a, a great Monroe musician, uh, Ivory Joe Hunter from well, he's from all over the place, uh, really. Uh, right, Miss Brenda? Yes, sir, he was. He was born in Kerberville, lived in Port Arthur for a while, and moved to Oakland, California for a little while, then came down to Monroe. And came back to Monroe. What brought him back to Monroe? From what I understand, he came to play at the Savoy Room in the Milleroy Building, and he met the owner's daughter, Sophie Lee, and they eventually got married, so they moved here and State Monroe. And speaking of the Miller Roy building, there's a marker to the Savoy Ballroom on the music trail. You just so happen to be a Roy as well of Miller Roy building, right? That's correct. That's correct. And thanks to Mr. Doyle over there for the royalty. marker there. Royalty here. <laughs> um, That's nice. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about uh, Ivory Joe's career. Um, his He got, I guess, really kicking in the late 40s. Yes, sir, it was. He said that he started music when he was about four years old. His mother and father were both musicians, and that he sung in the church. Uh, by the age of 13, he was already playing in a local school orchestra, and uh, it went from there. And uh, had a lot of hits uh, in lots of different genres. That's what I find interesting, Dole. Uh, anything from uh, kind of boogie-woogie, barrel-house piano to... Uh, to country music in the Grand Ole Opry. Well, and like like most musicians from this region in particular, uh, started with gospel music and uh, went from there. Ivory Joe is well known, estimated to have written like eight thousand songs. I, I was trying to do the math on that the other yeah. day, and uh, if you took a let's just say you wrote for twenty years, right? That's a song every other day. Pretty that's much. a lot of that's a yeah. lot of songs. Yeah, and many of them were big hits. I mean, standards like uh, "Since I Met You, Baby," "Blues at Sunrise," my favorite. I almost lost my mind. These are blues standards. Uh, people, everybody you've ever heard played them. Elvis Presley recorded "Ivory Joe." He loved "Ivory Joe." As a matter of fact, he knew the real deal. Um, let's, uh, Miss Brenda. I want to ask you a little bit about that uh, musical career. Um, got going uh, in one genre, and how did he find his way uh, through all these different musical genres? And who are some of the folks that, uh, I mean, he had big hits, but then he was writing big hits, and people were making good money on his music. Well, he actually said, I'm quoting him now, 
Some people say I'm rhythm and blues, and some people tell me the stuff I do is pop. But as far as I'm concerned, it's just plain old down-to-earth country. They started calling my songs rhythm and blues back when it started because at the time you had to be white to sing country. Well, I want to ask you about that. He, he wrote a lot of songs that, uh, he, as a black man, he wrote a lot of songs that white people then took and covered, like Pat Boone. Was Sonny James, um, Elvis Presley, as he said. And um, there, there was a, quite a few songs. that was, And they made hits on them, as you just said, cover, cover songs. So, yes, a lot of them. Uh, Doyle, the uh, music business is funny, and it, it, the, the, the part a lot of people, the music part, is I think sometimes the easier part. The business part is right. is the part you got to handle up on. Tell me about uh, some of these hits and and how the business part of this worked well, out. Well, my understanding is, uh, sadly, I'd never met Ivory Joe. He was gone by the time we moved here from Pennsylvania. But uh, he had savvy, business savvy. He had his own office at the Miller Roy. He kept a lot, if not all, of his publishing rights. So he had some money coming in, not as much as he should have, uh, but he pretty much knew what he was doing. And so a lot of musicians were ripped off throughout history, and we all know that. Um, but no, he had it together, and um, you know, in all areas. I mean, my God, the guy played the Ed Sullivan Show. It, then he'd turn around and play the Grand Old Opry. Then he'd turn around and play the you know, uh, Carnegie Hall, uh, all over the place. So he was a businessman, I think, uh, beyond uh, being one of the greatest musicians in my mind of all time. Now, you'll be honoring uh, Ivory Joe this Saturday at um, a, a unique place, but it's just down the street. I remember the little pink house. Tell folks about the pink house, Miss Brenda. Oh, it was not a little pink house. It's a big, big pink house. That house was fabulous. It was fabulous. And in his studio there, he had the floor in the shape with the towels of a grand piano. It was absolutely beautiful. And it's, it was right there where uh, Target sits well, now. Target is now. That's correct. That's so, correct. So you guys will honor him uh, right down the street from his house. Um, just, just African American Museum. Down at, the road a bit. Right down the yes. road at uh, Chenault yeah. Park, the Northeast Louisiana Delta African American Heritage Museum. That's Tell me right. what's going to be happening Saturday. Uh, well, one thing we've just found out is Tom Neal from the Museum of the Gulf Coast down near Kirbyville, Texas, in Port Arthur, is going to be here. Uh, music will be provided by uh, Robert Wright. Uh, Ross Slack at the museum will host the, uh, the unveiling. And it's just going to be a great gathering at the African American Museum. That's coming up this Saturday. Uh, what time do you guys get kicked off? Uh, the event is from 4 till 7. We ask people to get there a little bit early, maybe 3.30 or so. Gather, listen to a little music, have some refreshments, and uh, just celebrate with us. That's uh, Doyle Jeter of the Northeast Louisiana Music Trail and Miss Brenda Roy, uh, Ivory Joe Hunter's niece. Uh, Miss Brenda, it's a big day. What does the family think about all this? Oh, we're very excited. We are very, very excited. We're all looking forward to it. Average Hunter was really a great man. He was fabulous, and we, we appreciate you, Doyle. It'll Thank be, you. Thank it'll you. be an honor. fun to hear his music this Saturday, 4 until 7, at the Northeast Louisiana Delta African American Heritage Museum. And if it's raining, don't worry about it. It's all inside. It'll be a dry afternoon. This Thank is you, Corey. KEDM Public Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Corey.